good whatever time of the day it is you are listening to us. This is the PNA Podcast Express coming to you from the Silver Tavern. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. This is episode B72, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, coming right <laughs> up. You know, that's what Ireland and the United States have in common. They had to kick out the bloody, bloody Brits to get their land. The uh, the SPD episode. <laughs> and it's not going to be speedy, I hope, anyway. No. If no. you want to contact us, you can email us at pineapple nipple arsehole. That's A-R-S-E-H-O-L-E. And that's all one word, pineapple nipple arsehole at gmail.com or PNA podcast express at gmail.com. That's pained nut allergy podcast express. That's the phonetic uh, of PNA yes. at gmail.com. Send us mail. Send us, send us uh, coupons for shit send us stuff we just yeah, we enjoy anything, it anything we'll we, uh we'll take it <laughs> we thoroughly enjoy it we don't yeah. get a lot of listener interaction but we're starting to get more and more well it just goes to show that we do have listeners question mark yeah and it's not the same ones over and over it's like they're one and dones yeah yeah they're, you know well, all right i contacted you that's good enough for yeah me. you know the statistics show that yeah we got a lot of people will pop in and listen to an episode here or there. And yeah. We have our few loyal listeners, and, you know, they, they usually reside in other states, though, which is odd. Probably because people that are here probably get enough of us in person, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, probably. We're good in small doses. I am, anyway. I, you're, you're actually good all the time, Adam, but I'm, I'm really good uh, in small doses. I, I would tend to think that I fall in that same category. Yeah, too much of a good thing? Uh, sure. You know, <sighs> I didn't get asked to host the Emmys this year. I didn't either. I'm really disappointed about that. You should have at least. Yeah, I, I, I feel that we would make a pretty good tandem at that. I think so. Double teaming it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not make that our make the Emmys our bitch? We could have done better than Trevor Noah. I mean, <laughs> for the love of God. Oh, jeez, lame. That guy drives me nuts. Oh yeah, he's terrible. He's just actually, I don't know. I, I don't have a good frame of reference. He's okay, I guess. He's uh, obviously he's good really enough not. to host uh, award shows. But yeah, but. Yeah. So the question I that's on my mind, how's the Wikipedia page going? Any word back on that? It hasn't been we haven't been told no yet. We haven't been told no yet. And that's for us, for the PNA Podcast Express, that's amazing. Because that's yeah. that's how we live our lives, just having not been told no. Right. Um negative comment no negative comments is okay. like a positive comment. Yeah, you know, silence is acceptance. So right. sometimes you just have to knuckle down and grip tighter and so Power all, through it. All you people who think, well, I'm just not going to say anything because my mom said I can't say if I can't say anything nice, don't say anything. Right. All you people who who go through life with that, we take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. <sighs> you know what's grinding my gears? You know what I've noticed the trend of? Anytime a porn star is over the age of 25, she's labeled as a milf or a stepmom. When did the cutoff become 25? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean. Let's face it, some of those girls have been in through the ringer a little bit. At you 25, know. they've already been in port for like eight or nine years. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. and they, We they, don't condone that activity, by the way. No. Underage stuff. No, no, no. No. No, no you don't diddle kids, <laughs> as Danny DeVito would say. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, and I love it. <laughs> I didn't diddle kids. He sings a whole song about it. It's fantastic. Nobody younger than my daughter. <laughs> 
Oh, that what is. a great show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It is. Uh, it is. <laughs> I never knew that Charlie Day actually hosted Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And during the monologue, Danny DeVito comes out. To help it, him out. He acted nervous fantastic. and everything. It's, yeah, I saw that clip. That, that is pretty good. He's not a kid diddler, yes. No, he's not. But anyway, so anyway, I've noticed the older I get, because I was watching something, and I clicked on a link, and it said, you know, MILF, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, probably going to see. I was watching something. Just You were watching porn. <laughs> of course I was watching porn. <laughs> well, yeah. It was I was watching something. Like, <laughs> you know, I was looking for Fox News or, you know, <laughs> I was trying, to, trying to get some uh, Brownfield Farm news. And so well, what happened, See, you see what had happened was <laughs> I went to type in election results and I typed in erection results instead. Oh, okay. And it took me to Pornhub. And... So you know me. Or Pornhub <laughs> and Japanese election results. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like erection. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I typed it in. It's like I expected this. It, it said MILF, you know. I expected this woman my age or so, maybe, you know, thir 40s, 30s at least. And it was like a 26-year-old. I'm like, this is get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That, uh... <sighs> Well, it, it's just fakery all around. Right. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, especially the step porn, like stepdad, stepmom, stepbrother, stepsister. Just yeah, a weird concept. Yeah, I it's, don't It's a weird either. construct that people are, they must be really into it because it's typically one of the top rated genres of porn are the, the, the step And you've series. been studying this a lot. I, I am a, I'm a scholar, and I feel in the zeitgeist of the world, Porn is obviously a multi-billion dollar industry, so it deserves a little bit of attention. Well, you mentioned a few weeks ago you were going to dive into this, and I, I yeah. know that you're not going to go into it half-assed. No, no, no. It's, so, it, I'm fully erect on this one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Although it's hard for me to get stuff done because I get so distracted, you know. Well, it's all research. It's, it's all, hey, for science, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure through through all of this you'll find a uh, a cure for something. The one thing I have to do and I have to make sure is I clear my browser history on my iPad because my kids use it incessantly. So I always try to make sure I scrub that at least before they're around. So I mean, they I made a video for my kids in the case of my demise, and they're they're <laughs> both boys and they're old right. enough now. So the first thing I say is, boys, if you're watching this video. That means you need to immediately pause it and go clear my browser history. Yeah, absolutely. You know, either that or just yank the hard drive from my computer, toss it in the microwave, and just hit the popcorn button. Yeah. You know, that's probably what's best for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing of any benefit to anyone on my computer. So <laughs> It's just detriment, not benefit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would like to say my family would think less of me if they knew, but I don't think they can think less of me, so it's okay. Can people think, is there like a <coughs> negative? I know that people can think about you negatively, but is there actually a Can you go numerical, in the hole? Yeah, a numerical factor that goes along with that. Like, <sighs> There's got to be a scale. If not, we should invent one. Yeah. Like the assholery scale or something? Yeah. I, that, that might be a... Uh, can you go into the negatives? Yeah. It, well, it's got to be the arseholery scale. The arseholery scale. It's We've already like been denied on the... So when we, when we want your ratings and we go asshole yeah. scale... At gmail.com. We're it's not going to be, be able to get that. Arseholery so. scale. So it's the arseholery scale. Out of one, out of a, on a, the arseholery scale, I clock in at a solid negative 1.5, I feel like. Mm. You know? Yeah, I could see that. 
Whereas good outstanding people, citizens are probably like eights or nines. I'm in the negatives. Kind of like taking the square root of a negative number. It's imaginary, but it's okay. Well, and, and like the the scale doesn't really have a ceiling. Right. Or, you know, or a floor. Mm. So there's just that imaginary horizon. So line. Chevy Chase is probably like a negative four, and Mother Teresa is like a 77. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. So where does Nick Cage fall into all this? Nick Cage might be the... He might be towards, like, the negative 12. Yeah, just because he keeps... You know, I, I wonder who the real Nick Cage is. Because at this point, he's just playing a character of a character of a character of a character of himself. Yeah. Don't you feel that way? Like he's the, like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I'm the dude playing a dude that's playing a dude. Yeah. Who's playing everybody. That's right. Who's playing everybody. That son of a bitch. Oh, good movie. I think that's an underrated movie. Oh, Tropic Thunder? Yeah. Phenomenal, and Tom Cruise in that movie. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but you can tell he Les doesn't. Les Grossman is yeah, Les Grossman. I have a friend in Seattle who dressed up like Les Grossman for like three straight Halloweens and just knocked it out of the park. He got all the mannerisms, all the scenes, and yeah. Did he get the giant hairy forearms? He did. He did. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that's that's he, really he all you got to do. Devoted himself to the character. He 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 liked to go to the gym, but for the the month or two before. Uh, Halloween, he didn't do any other exercises besides forearm exercises. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he was that. I mean. That's dedication. That's huge dedication. So basically, he stopped going to the gym and he started researching porn. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't go to the gym. But those forearms were massive. And his browser history was a disaster. Yeah, I, can, I, would, I would guess. <laughs> when you try and go and look up something legitimate and all that pops up is like just Massive amounts of pop-ups about Viagra and or or when you just get that one uh, that one link where it's just that that horn sounding. Yeah, the, the government has uh, your been computer has a you. virus. Yes, the government's been watching you. They know your sites via our, via our VPN, and you'll be logging in from somewhere in Costa Rica. I used to log in on a site that I managed. I used to log in all the time from uh, from Norway. From Norway, uh-huh. nice. We have listeners in Norway. That's that's pretty fantastic. I think when I went on my the Yankee Doodle episode is what really really turned the tide in Europe for they us. They had an international flavor. Yeah. And they all hate the Brits. Everybody hates the fucking Brits. There's no the doubt about it. Bloody Brits. Sorry, the bloody Brits. Goddamn bloody Brits. Kicked them out of Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> Oil me up. <laughs> That's from The Simpsons, by the way. You know, I, I feel that... Groundskeeper Willie. Yes. <laughs> I now, like I, the now, one I, now I just did what I don't like to do. I explained the joke. I, you know, I love the episode where he fights the wolf. <laughs> and at the end, they end up drinking. <laughs> it, it, it was a good fight. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I'm increasing my negative connotation on the assholery scale. By constantly munching these fries. You're fine. They, they look outstanding. We're here at the Silver Tavern in Deckerville. Always a good time. Always good food. We're doing this on Monday, just to pull back the curtain a little bit. Whoa. You know the only difference between an Irish uh, wedding and an Irish funeral? Uh-oh. One less drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's probably very true. <laughs> it's extremely true. So, I somebody... The other day, approached me very seriously and said, dude, 
I just listened to episode two. And I said, oh, what did you think? They said, I don't think I'll ever be the same. By the way, drink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it altered the, your life that much. But does that necessarily mean bad? I don't know. I mean, if you say, I never thought I'd be the same because I quit drinking and I decided to get into, you know, get out of junk bonds and do legitimate investing. Uh, excuse me. I decided that, to that move. would be a positive. Yes, I decided to move to Utah. Oh, jeez, I wouldn't put that on anybody. No, Utah. You know why did they take one of the most beautiful states geographically and put all those fucking assholes in it? Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, man, Utah has some beautiful splendor, but then you have to deal with all the Mormons and their near beer and their weird rules about alcohol and booze. Yeah. God damn it. So I went and did a thing. I got drunk the other night and ordered $80 worth of beef jerky online. Yes, which we are going to sample. <laughs> What's, yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. We got some biltong here, too. That's one of our listeners suggested we give it a try. I've been wanting to. So Wait, is this planning? Well, no, you were drunk, so you had no real shit. intent. No. As a matter of fact, I didn't know it was coming until I got the confirmation email. And I, got, I was at, sitting at work. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I checked my bank account. I'm like, holy shit, I bought $80 worth of beef jerky online. It's okay. The sad part is, is $80 worth of beef jerky and biltong online are like... Yeah, it's not much. Seven bags. Yeah. <laughs> the prices not, of beef jerky are outrageous. These are not like bulk Country View Market bags no. either. These are, these are little 2.25 and 2.5 ounce bags. So it's like I've probably purchased cocaine that costs less. Yeah. Jesus. Per ounce anyway. Our next episode... <laughs> Which will feature... So, by the way, one of our listeners who... Yeah, I value her opinion. She said, I'm not allowed to do that to get my edge back to do drugs or cocaine. So, oh. people. See, this is the problem. They tell me no about the shit like cocaine, but don't tell me no about shit like buying $80 worth of beef jerky. Right. <laughs> cocaine would give you an edge. This is I just going to give us heart failure. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, yeah. Typically, though, heavy drinkers don't die of heart disease. I've read that several times. But heart failure, huh. yes. Yeah. Think about that. And it's very true. If you look it up statistically, and I didn't see this on Pornhub, although I wonder if there's a genre of heart attack porn. There's got to be, like, either a dude or a chick, like, having a heart attack mid where are they put? Where are they putting that AED? Yeah, that would be awesome. You know there's some people out there that can't ejaculate until that AED comes out and they give them a good charge. Beep. Yeah. Clear. And all of a sudden, blah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. If this hasn't been produced yet, I'll leave it up to our loyal listeners because they're resourceful. Start a new genre of porn. Yeah, you don't have to send that to us, though. No, we don't want to see it. No. Unless, although, we'll, we'll rate the production values if you so choose. The Ghost of the Silver Tavern's back. No, I think it's just an asshole. That's some <laughs> assholery right there. By the way, RFD ranks at a negative nine on the assholery scale. Arsholery. Arsholery scale. Yeah. Every time I hear arseholery, though, I think of Chuck Woolery. Well, Not because he's an arsehole, but because arseholery sounds like Woolery. He's like a two. Yeah. He's okay. You know, love connection. Yeah. Hey, now Jared from Subway, remember that dipshit? Uh-huh. Kitty porn lover. He's a diddler. Uh, he's, a, he's about a negative 45 on the arseholery scale. Yeah. For one, he lost weight eating terrible sandwiches, and for two, he was a diddler. He did diddle kids. Jesus. I know. Has he been killed in jail yet? I don't know, but I'm 
pretty sure his asshole isn't nearly the same as when mm. he went in. No, I would say definitely not. <laughs> if, you know, he's not. I don't think he's dead yet. We sh you know, our research department should get on that, but I'm too lazy to. My yeah. personal assistant called in sick today, too, so I'm all off. Oh, all man. Off kilter. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I just... <sighs> I mean, they call in sick all the time because you, we've already established you couldn't afford one. Right, right. You know, and I keep a personal assistant for about anywhere from three days to a week until it comes payday, and then I realize I don't have any money. Yeah. And they leave. Yeah. That's why I tell mine that it's every two-week payday. So and that they've got to have that first week, you know. So they really don't get paid until the third week. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Man, I should take that approach. Uh-huh. I could use a person. Well, someday if I ever make it big, which there's no doubt this podcast is just on the trajectory to make us super famous. I, I want a personal assistant. If we can double the amount that we've made in the first 30 episodes. Yeah. Then we will have like $10. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, and we've got all this expensive equipment, all this expensive beef jerky. Who's funding this shit? We have, we have this going for us. Nice. I mean, we have a house band. We do. We do. And, you know, for those times when things aren't so good, the house band will let us know. We <laughs> <laughs> laugh every time. Adam, Adam we're, we're sitting here pre-show. Not a pre-show meeting, just no. pre-show, and uh, Adam played that, and I laughed every time, and you played it like four straight times. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm easily amused. Well, <laughs> it's just several hours <laughs> of porn research will do that to you. <laughs> I guess so. Man, if you ever walk into an office and there's that one specific leather couch, ladies, turn around and walk out. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Things are about to happen that you may or may not like. Yeah, this is not this is not an interview for that office position you were hoping to get. That's right. <laughs> oh Lord. And if you ever walk into and folks out there in general, if you ever walk into a room and you're the first one in the room and the room is lined with plastic sheeting, you're about to get whacked. Yeah. You know I've been using the uh And the not whacked off. No. I've been using the Chris Hansen line a lot. Yeah. Like have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat right over there. Have a seat. You, no, see, what a had, seat. you see what had happened was... <laughs> have a seat. Have a seat. And if you're not familiar with who Chris Hansen is, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the guy who catches all the kid diddlers so on TV. So who are you here to see today? I see you brought a four-pack of Bartles and James and a <laughs> limited edition game board set of Candyland. As well as a industrial-sized tub of Vaseline. That's right. Astro Lube. <laughs> you can park a Cadillac in a doghouse with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why don't you just have a seat? No, I, I was just, I was just here to, because uh, I, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're going anywhere, sir. Well, oh, yes, those, you are. To the big are, house. Those are police out there, ain't it? You're gonna share. You're gonna share a cell with Jared. I guess I might as well sit down and tell Chris Hansen why I like the little kids. <laughs> Because that's always what happens. the shit part is they open up to a yeah. lot of them would. They tell the story, and you're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, you were just admitted on TV that <sighs> you are an animal. Right. Or and not not in the good connotation, like, oh, that guy's a party animal. No. But, like, Ugh. you should be euthanized. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, they do. They sit there, and 
Well, you know, this all goes back to when my uncle. <laughs> this all goes back to that time that they somebody spent eighty dollars on beef jerky and lured me in, and kept watching <laughs> step porn on the computer, and didn't clear the browser history. Didn't clear that browser history at all. Man, I don't look at porn on my PC though. Only my Apple products because they seem to be above the fray for a lot of the. Uh, the STDs and viruses you can get out there. I hope. Well, you got to stick to the reputable porn sites. And I always do. I always do. You know, if they if they promise you like donkey shows and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the weird shit. Yeah, you're gonna get a virus, and you <laughs> deserve it. And you do deserve it if you're into that that kind of stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I might may or may not have gone to one of those shows when I was in Cancun. Oh, no. you went off the resort. Sorry, Tijuana. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was going to say. It wasn't Cancun. I've never been to Cancun. For some reason, don't mix up Cancun with Tijuana. You're going to have no. a bad time. Totally different experience. <laughs> totally different experience. I mean, at some point, I just felt bad for the donkey. So I think I was like 13 when we went to Tijuana. Yeah. My first time drinking in a bar <laughs> because couldn't really drink water. And what do they mix their... Their fountain pop with there? Water. Water. So you're like, give me a cerveza, por favor. Yeah. So I had like the lightest beer that they that they had at, at that age. And then I remember walking by a uh, walking by a group and my mom took a picture of them mm-hmm. and this little kid comes running up, ten dollars, ten dollars for a picture. And she's like, Get away from me, kid. You know yeah. I'm a tourist, you're starving, but you know, get yeah. away from me. And uh not that my mom was cruel, and she really didn't say that. She ended up giving him, like, five bucks or something. Just but to then fuck like, right the fuck off? Yeah, right. but then, like, ten other kids come up. Right. You know, and uh, and then we walked by a butcher shop, and there was all kinds of blood running down the street. Awesome. That was pretty fantastic. We also had seven of us hop into, like, a Crown Vic cab. Nice. And the guy hit a semi, <laughs> and he just backs away, and my dad's like, uh, shouldn't you stop and, and you know... Because, I mean, he smashed up the front of his car pretty right. good. He's like, nope. And uh, he, he shouldn't you stop and exchange insurance? And the guy's like, insurance? No, no, no insurance. No insurance. No insurance. And then he charged us like 20 bucks to drive us all over the place for a minute. And then he drops us off, and we're like a block from the parking lot he picked us up in. Oh, what a we, son of a bitch. Well, we asked him. We're like, we need to go here. He's like, oh, yeah, I take you, take you, you all $20. The so he like goes around the block a couple times, and then we could literally see the semi that he just hit <laughs> in the parking lot, like a block down. See, when I worked for a very large aerospace company that I may or may not have shit in one of their trash cans, mm. we took a trip to Mexico, and uh, I had to drive because like, uh, the three dudes in my car were, one was from Thailand. He's a Thailand citizen. The other one was Vietnamese, and the third one was Pakistani. Hmm. So, they said, if you're driving in Mexico and you get into an accident, do not stop. Just keep driving. Right. We stayed north of the border and we drive. We drive down, and so you better believe it. On the second day, we're passing through the border. Get this. This is fucking fantastic. And of course, they stop us. They want to search our vehicle. Well, they pull the four of us into the room you don't want to be pulled into for questioning. They line us all up, and they're asking questions. By the second round, I go to answer the question, and the guy just says, sit the fuck down. We don't need to talk to you. And I'm like, wow. 
you know, they wanted to talk to the Pakistani, the the Thai. And it sounds well. like a bad joke. Yeah, it, it really was. I'm like, wow. He's like, we don't need to fucking talk to you. And I'm like, holy shit, all right. He's like, just shut up. And then, he, well, at first he's like, what are you doing with these guys? I'm like, we're here for work. And we had p- all the paperwork, of course, working for a large aerospace company. They they know what they need to do for people to go to another country and, and work right. and shit. But they just were so flummoxed that we had, I, I think what the, the indicator was, the first night we went through, the guy just basically waved us through. The second time, they asked for our passports. And when you get four people in a car and you, you're handed four different country passports, yeah. they're kind of like, what the shit is going on here? Though they questioned those guys for 15, 20 more minutes before they finally just said we could go. So when I was working for my company and we had to go to Poland, I was carrying my wife's camera equipment, and we're going through Frankfurt, Germany. We're going through customs there, and they pull me away from everybody into this room. Like, I don't want to say yelling at me, but yeah. when you're speaking in German authoritatively... It sounds intimidating, oh, doesn't it? Holy shit. German, scary. German, and, German you know, in general is a language that just sounds angry. Oh, it, it does. And, and they're like, they pull me in this room, and they're asking Nein. me questions in German, and... Right. And I'm just like, I, I only speak English. So they finally got somebody in there that speaks English. He's like, we just need you to open your bags and, like, we want to run a swab through there to make sure there's no explosives. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And, like, so once they got somebody in there, but I was kind of scared, I thought. You didn't say, no, I, I left the, all the explosives in Luxembourg. But no, I, I didn't. Oh, I did okay. <laughs> But, yeah, I was kind of scared. And this was on the trip home, so I'm, like, tired. I'm just, I want to get on the plane for the eight-hour ride home. And, right. And, uh. Everybody else is like being shooed away from the customs area that I'm with, and I'm I'm like I don't know where the hell I'm going. I don't know where the <laughs> you know. oh baby this your crew where'd everybody go? Yeah, <laughs> so I you know that was kind of scary because there I, I couldn't tell you anything they said. All I know is it sounded angry and 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 you almost ended up staying in Germany. It sounds like yeah I I think I was an honorary citizen. Without wanting to be an honorary citizen. There's always two groups of people you can make fun of in comedy, and nobody will ever stand up and call you out on it. And one of them is child molesters, and the other one is Nazis. Because nobody's going to out themselves as either one of those. So you can talk all the shit you want in a comedy routine about those two sects of people. And I'm not sure that these people weren't both. So they were child diddlers and Nazis. Yeah. I mean, they work in German customs. Movie idea right there. Yeah. Make them zombies, even. Zombie yes. Nazi zombie child diddlers. Yep. How that, could that not sell? That battle Nazi zombie vampires. Oh. That, big struggle for that power. Only, that only have sex with people that are over 100 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Big struggle for power is what I'm seeing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Because really how, you know, a vampire, their go-to is to suck your blood. Well, zombies don't have any. Which vampires... Minus nine on the arsehole scale. Yeah, yeah. Not quite. To, uh, just between Chevy Chase and Jared from Subway. Yeah. I mean, they're blood-sucking bastards, but they still are not as bad as most people in Hollywood. They kind of have a moral code, though. Yeah. Like, don't go out in the sunlight and yeah. avoid mirrors and yeah. garlic. Yep. So they at least, you know, say what you want. At least it's an ethos. They, they at least have standards. Yeah. They want, to, they want to stay pale. And they're the mascot for a fantastic cereal, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Count Chocula? I mean, come on. I see him on store aisles, though, and I'm, I'm kind of like, 
I don't think he's a real vampire. I don't. He's not real intimidating, is he? No. Huh. And you, but you have never seen him and Grandpa Munster in the same room. I've never understood how the Count on Sesame Street. Why did they portray him as a vampire? Do they ever say he's a vampire? They just call him the Count. Yeah. And he just likes to count things and and laugh this weird, crazy laugh between every number. I think he's just goth. Do you think they did a lot of drugs when they wrote that show and started it off way back when? Yes. Okay. I can see that. I think so, too. There's the one I was looking for. <laughs> I forgot you have to hold it. See, yeah. but don't hold down the theme one because then you got to play 30 seconds. It, it goes for 30 seconds. And it, it really goes. pisses off our producer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's happened before. Ugh. But, you know, at least at least we've got all this going for us. You can't help but, like, sway with that <laughs> as know, it goes. I was, I was trying not to laugh. Oh. So any uh, stories from my friend is a dick and here's why? Oh, there's lots of them. I once put a cat in the microwave by accident. I didn't put him in there by accident, but I hit a button and it started by accident. I got the cat out within a second. Don't worry. But I was really an asshole with Dick that night. Like, this one lady that I was hitting on that I kind of liked, she didn't want to ever talk to me again. I could see that. So don't put a cat <laughs> in the microwave, even, even as a joke. So I, I will, I'm going to let this friend completely remain The anonymous. cat lived another couple of years, so I don't feel too bad. Oh, that's good. And it was already like six or seven years old, so I mean. Oh, that's life expectancy. Yeah, Did it get superpowers? I don't know. That I've often wondered, but these people never let me back in their house. Maybe just living. Yeah. With superpowers. So maybe it had a tumor and I, I eradicated yeah. that. Yeah. It's possible. Or kidney stones. Yeah. And the, the pulverized it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad You're we kind of a this hero. Around. I don't feel too bad now. You're you kind have of a, a hero. unique way. I just you know, I told that story, I went down a half a mark on the our solary scale, but I think I went up three quarters of a mark. I now. do. I, I think, you know, one step back, two steps forward type of thing. I like it. I like it. All right. Who's the, what's your story for, er, for my friend is a dick and here's why? So we, uh, me and a, a, a few friends at college lived together, and uh, two of the friends were, were a couple. Yeah. And they had, a, they had a dog. And another friend of mine, the dog used to go into his room and shit on the floor, Ugh. like, all the time. And... Another friend of ours that lived with, with us, now the dog never did anything to me. I don't know why, but it would literally, it would shit right in front of his door. Really? Yeah. Like, and my other friend would just go into his room and shit. Well, one day he got sick of it. And yeah. so he goes to kick the dog out of his room and the dog goes under the bed. So he reaches under the bed to pull the dog out and it starts biting the shit out of him. Okay. So he put on like a snowmobiling glove. Yeah. Big, heavy. Yeah. Big, heavy glove. Mitt. And uh, he just reaches under there and grabs a hold of whatever part what of the dog he can. Yeah. Was it and, the cack? Huh? Was it the cack? No, I, I think uh. it was just fur. Oh. Okay. <laughs> a lot of fur. <laughs> and uh, just rips the dog out from under there and just tosses it out in the hallway out, out from his room. Well, yeah. then a couple days later, the dog is like, we're, we're all in the living room. And the dog, he's walking in from the kitchen. And the dog walks into the hallway like between the kitchen and the living room, or the doorway and starts to squat to shit. And we had, our, our dining room was not very, was not very big. Mm -hmm. Probably 10 foot across was all. 
But so from that doorway to our sliding glass door is like 10 feet. That dog got punted <laughs> to about halfway up the sliding glass door. <laughs> and uh, uh. yeah, it, it, that dog used to just kind of, when my friend would come around, it would, it would just shake and pee after that. <laughs> It, and it wasn't it wasn't like a concussive kick. It right. was like he like lifted it and flung it with his foot. So it was like a, if you're trying to like a 60 yard field goal then. Right. Th- this wasn't like a I'm going to break your ribs, dog. It, it wasn't was a like, lot of percussion. Just no. To, it, yeah. But it, it it was against the door. Oh, it, that made a hell of a ball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that dog used to. Act, it didn't shit anymore in the house, but it would it almost instantly <laughs> pee whenever it saw my friend. <sighs> wow. So poor, poor dog. <laughs> and that, that same friend went with me to a, uh, and I may have told this story before, but it's worth repeating. Of course. We we went to a party one time, and the house that it was at, the people were kind of dicks. The the guy who was holding the party was kind of dicks. And so these people are gone. dicks, and here's why. Yeah. So, well, we were kind of dickish. We, uh, we stole all of their remotes. Nice. And a week later, when we knew the parents were home, we wrapped them all in cellophane with a note that said, your stupid-ass kid had a huge party. We pissed on your remotes. We didn't really. You but didn't that's, piss what we, that's what we wrote on there. That's your, your stupid kid had mind. a party, yeah. and <coughs> we pissed on all your remotes. Enjoy. Enjoy. And from what I understand, that dick actually got in some pretty huge trouble for that. <sighs> but we made sure to keep them a solid week so that they were, everybody They knew were that. aware they were gone. But they had like four or five remotes. You know, they had the dish remote, the TV remote. Oh, the yeah. Sound system remote, a DVD remote. You know, this is back before... The, uh, you know, everything was, uh, this is back before everything was, <laughs> the lights went out <laughs> and before everything was all, you know, all in one remote type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, we that call that a universal remote in the business. Yes. Yes. And so <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we were kind of dicks with that. I'm going to universally kick your ass. That is a really, really good thing to do that. Or when you're at a party like that, hide all the remotes in the freezer, like in the back underneath right, stuff. Right, just in the back with the, the shit that's been in there for years. Yeah. So when I was in high school, <laughs> we had uh, we had a teacher. We'll just call him Mr. Y. And he was already off, very off. Well, we were in the infancy of actually getting televisions in every room because it was that whole, you know, Channel 1 thing back in the yep. day where it was just – it was – they, they, they conned us because they said, we'll install televisions in every one of your classrooms and we'll play 12 minutes of Channel 1 in the morning. It's news, news you can use. The kids will be informed. What they didn't tell you was seven minutes of that was commercials of that yeah. 12 minutes. And that's how they paid. That's how they, they hooked you. And, and, yeah, Lisa Ling used to be on there, which she went on for bigger and better things. She actually works for, worked for CNN, which is impressive. But, however... It had a remote, and then of course they installed VCRs, and you could watch shit on it. So we're in, we're in whatever class, Mister Wise class, and uh, <laughs> I stole the remote to his television, and he was so upset, and uh, you know I, I hit it in a very great spot in the trunk of my car, and we had uh, we had the showcase night, or you know the open house night where parents and shit can come. And I passed along a, because he was fuming looking for this remote. We couldn't watch anything on television. No, no movies, no anything. And well, let's face it, this guy would, we'd watch a movie in class about once a week because, you know, why teach when you can watch a movie? And we always watch bullshit historical movies that really probably weren't even historical. But anyway, 
I told him that I, I got word out that one of my classmates that he suspected had stole it, stole it, and it was in his locker. So I planted it in his locker. Oh, oh what an ass. <laughs> and he found it. <laughs> he went and searched the locker, got the principal to go search the locker, and found it. <laughs> and uh, he got into a little bit of trouble. And, of course, he, he maintained his innocence throughout the whole thing. And, and Mr. Wise like, that's exactly what somebody who's guilty would say, too. <laughs> I didn't take it, man. <laughs> so that quarter point you gained on the assholery scale, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gone. He's, gone. The, he's the same teacher that got severely upset because the fucker put me in the back of the class because I, I don't. If you can picture this, I used to talk to other people a lot in class. Huh? Yeah. So he put me in the very back, so it was harder to talk. Well, he put me by the old heat heater that has the squirrel cage fans in it. Mm -hmm. So I would spend just hours ripping up paper and tucking it down into the, the heater. And then when that bitch turned on, poof, confetti. And he would get so pissed off. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was, I'm, an ar I'm an arsehole. So <laughs> since we're telling school tales. Yeah, I have another one too, by the way. So I have several, but I, I have one I want to tell. Some episode in the future, and I've almost pulled it up, but it's one of my better. It's one of my best stories in my life. I won't tell that one now, but if you can imagine a story like Adam's about to tell, only not as good or maybe better. I don't know. Go ahead. Somewhere in in there. I mean, it's going to fall on that scale somewhere. Yeah. So, I used to uh, cadet teach for um, a teacher in our school, and one of my best friends also cadet taught in the same hour. Well, my teacher was like, he'd give me. For the 50 minutes that I had that I could have taught for him, he'd give me like three hours worth of shit to do. Right. What an and, uh my buddy never got anything. He'd go into his teacher's room. and So what would generally happen was he'd help me do that three hours worth of work in like the first 10 minutes so we'd go screw around. Yeah, of course. So one day I had to correct a bunch of tests. And he's like, here, give me half of those. So he gets half of them. We get them done. I... uh just kind of stack them all together. At the end of the hour, I go take them back to the teacher. Yeah. The next day, he uh, he sees me in the hallway, and he's like, can you come here for a minute? I'm like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, so about those tests you corrected yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I kind of had to rush through them to get through them all. He's like, I said, I probably had some errors. He goes, oh, you had some errors, all right. So... What had happened was, you see... You see, what had happened was, instead of just marking answers wrong, yeah. my friend decided that he should comment on them as well. <laughs> I ended up writing apology letters to like 50-some <laughs> kids. He says, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, it, it was a lot of comments like that. Like, you know... You're an idiot. Yeah. Are you kidding me? How stupid are you? That type of stuff. How's the Special Olympics training going? Right. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> Yeah, I I paid the price for that. And he's like, you want me to help you with the apology letters? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Get the hell away from me. Uh, you see, then what had happened was I had to write apology letters for my apology letters. Yes. <laughs> That's what would have ended up happening. I can picture, I think I know who this friend is. Oh, you do. Is it one of my friends too? Yes. Yeah, this guy is awesome. He fucks with people. What you an know, asshole. He, he lost the, all he ever does is fucks with people. Yes. And, and you don't want to fuck with him. So. No, and he does not seem like the type of person that would just constantly fuck with everybody. But he does. Yeah, he does. He, and he's awesome at it, too. Like, 
He just, ah, he just fucks with people. So anyway, what had happened was, <laughs> so, so I get the bright idea, because we used to break, back, they were simpler times, you know, we used to break into the schools all the time. I've, I've been in my, my old high school, your old high school, numerous times after hours, you know. We'd break in, because, not to vandalize shit or do shit, but no. just because. Well, this time was to vandalize shit. So we were finishing up my senior year, and I found a, I found a dead skunk. So I thought it would be a good idea to crawl into the ventilation system of the school and deposit this dead skunk. Nice. But you see, what had happened was it was my senior year, and I, it was a gross miscalculation because I still had a week and a half left of school as seniors. So we had to put up with the skunk smell for a week and a half, and they, couldn't figure, out, they couldn't figure it out. They're like, skunks don't typically climb. How did it, it, you know, they were looking low. They thought it was someplace low. They, they didn't, didn't picture it would be 40 feet in the air in the duct system, you know. Nice. Yeah. Well, my brother set a precedence for me. Okay. Him and some friends went in together, and they went to Port Huron to a pet store. Mm -hmm. For their senior prank, they let loose 100 canaries in the gym. Nice. My next brother decided that he was going to let loose a grease pig in the school. I love that. I love that. That's, that's a classic, classic prank. So we, uh, me and the friend who decided to grade write papers. All, grade papers with me. Uh, um, provide color, color commentary. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we came up with the idea that we were going to buy a bunch of, like, halfway between chick and adult chickens. Yeah. So, like... Big enough to run around and make a big mess, but they could get through the gates. We actually measured. You remember how they run the gates of across course. the yeah, hallways? Those, yeah, they, it made it. I mean, they told us that high school wasn't or school wasn't a prison, but then they put up gates that look like prison gates. It's a little yeah. weird. Those ones that accordion and they put them across. Yep. Like, okay, I'm in one part of the school. What the fuck difference is it going to make if I'm in another part of the school? Right. So we let loose, uh, I don't know, 30 chickens. In the school. And, uh, yeah, I guess there was such a mess in the one hallway <laughs> that they closed it. It wasn't open to us. It was a biohazard. Yeah, <laughs> which happened to be by our lockers, which, you know, we were pretty proud of ourselves for that. And the difference between me and my brothers is we didn't get caught. I, I, yeah. I don't know if my brother with the canaries did. My brother with the pig did. Oh, yeah. Because that was also his show pig for 4-H. I was going to say the pig had a, probably had an ear tag with his name on it or some yeah, shit. He, well, he wanted it back. When, <laughs> when the like, I, I need that pig back. The principal ruined his suit catching this grease pig. <laughs> and my brother goes up to him and goes, so can I get that back? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but we did not get caught. We, we almost got caught doing it. <laughs> can't you just see? Can't you just see the old jazz player playing that for us? I'm just looking sad as shit. Like, man, you, you done fucked up. So we have this like big, huge burlap bags of chickens, right? <laughs> that's how we. Because that's how you transport that's chickens. How, that's how I've seen it done in the movies. For you city folk, that's how you transport chickens. And we're we're literally by the store now. The way we got into the school was ingenious. We tie, you know, the handles that like push down. Yeah. Not the ones that push in, but the ones that are actually like a bar yep. that you could tie something around. We tied a piece of fishing line to it, and we ran that under the door outside. Brilliant. So that we could pull on it and open, open up the, the door. door. So the door that we did this by was back around the one backside 
and there were some, uh, we used to call them Building B and Building C. Okay. And uh, they were two classrooms, two portable classrooms that they brought in. And so the, the door was by that, and we're sitting there, we're kind of hiding in the bushes a little bit so the cars can't see us, and we're, we're thinking about how we're going to do this, and are we, how far are we going to go in the school, and let the chickens out, and all that. And uh, we're sitting there in these bushes, and we see this little tiny red light, this little tiny red glow, and we're kind of sitting there talking, and I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, what is that? You know, and we still got the whole big bags of chickens, right? And when you put chickens in a burlap sack, they really don't move around that much, though, just because no, they're... No, but they're, they're, they're not exactly totally silent, right, either. You, right. There's lots of... You know. Yeah, they're wondering what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So there's general conversation between those chickens. Yeah. Well, what it was is the teacher who taught in Building B was actually outside smoking at, like, 9 o'clock at night outside his classroom. <laughs> and we're sitting there like... I'm like... That's a cigarette. Oh, shit. He, he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. We thought it was a reflection in the door, in the window of the door because he was yeah. standing right outside his door. But no, it was a cigarette. He's just sitting there smoking. And he's just sitting there smoking. So we had to sit there as quiet as we could yeah. with these big burlap bags of chickens, of chickens <laughs> and uh, wait for him to go inside. And then we had to very quickly and very gingerly go and hope that our string was still there. Because yeah. our thought was, well, did he go in that door? Yeah. And use the bathroom or something? Or is is that string still going to be there? It was still there. We opened it up. We went like 20 steps inside the school to where we could get out before the chickens did. The hilarious part was as soon as we opened these bags, those things went crazy oh, running yeah. and dispersed all through the building. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was it was a pretty fantastic prank. Nice. Chickens. Yeah. <laughs> I hate chickens. I remember we pulled together... Like $38 for chickens, and I think there was... <laughs> Back then, $38 for the chickens was a lot of goddamn chickens. Yeah. Farmer's like, what you going to do with these? Kind of went to a farmer that we knew. Yeah, and he knew what you were going to do with them. Yeah. He's like, kids don't just come around here and buy $38 worth of chickens for their own goodwill. No. He's like, you boys ain't planning on raising these, are you? I'm like, nope. No. Nope. No. You don't He's look like the chicken raisin type. <laughs> You're wearing Chuck Taylors. Chickens don't like them. Generally don't see uh, chicken farmers wearing hyper-color T-shirts. Hyper-color, wait, they bring that back. And he's wearing a Big Johnson T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean Pacific. Uh, that ain't no farmer clothes. No fear. What the hell? He sure looks scared to me. That was a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the hypercolor shirts? The the pits would always be a different oh, color. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So are, are we gonna try some of this jerky? We're, don't, we're at about don't don't put a hypercolor sh uh, shirt in the dryer on high. No. 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 Kind of ruins the mystique. So the first one we have here today comes to us from Strive. This is beef biltong, air dried beef slices, Cajun style. Nice. Sixteen grams of protein per serving. Zero grams of sugar per serving. No nitrates, no gluten, no MSG, nothing artificial. This is Biltong. It's Cajun in style. a... Give it a try. It's in a pastel camo pouch. pouch. I do have a slab of Biltong we're going to try, too, and that's regular flavor. So this is air-dried, so it, it hits a little different. It looks a little different. The consistency is almost... you think it would be gelatinous, but it's not. And looking at it... It's not bad. It's interesting. Yeah. 
the Cajun really doesn't come through a ton. The consistency is very much like good tender beef jerky. Overall, I like it, though. Yeah, I do, too. The one thing I don't like about it is the nose feel. As you blow it through your nose, you kind of get that. You can tell it's not cooked. It's more dried beef. Yeah, no heat involved in the process. Mm -hmm. But all in all, hmm, not bad. Made in the USA in Plano, Texas. It definitely does have a different... It hits different, doesn't o almost it? Almost like when you have like regular cheese and then blue cheese. Yeah. Um, if, if that makes any sense to But anybody. Yeah, so that's Biltong for the first time. If you've never had it before, give it a try. Go to Strive, S-T-R-Y-V-E. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Strive. I would say that's kind of a Wild Stallions kind of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure thing yeah. on here, but that's okay. So Definitely made by hippies. I'll, I'll give it like a, probably like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I'm built on I'm intrigued yeah. by it. It's, it's air dried. It's a different process, and they use vinegar in the process. I thought the vinegar would probably come through a little more, but really don't get much vinegar. No. It's not real salty either, which I appreciate. No, it, it's, but like I say, it does have that little bit of a bite to it. So it starts, when it's on the tip of the tongue, it's really not a lot Kind of just a dull flavor. Yeah. But when it when it hits the middle and the back, you really sense the, the the Cajun spices, and the nose feels a little different because, like I said, you can suss out that it 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 was dried and not cooked. It's a little different than a smoking process. Yeah. And what I want to know is who is who discovered this? You know, I can Bill understand. Tong started in I think it was South Africa. I was yeah, reading. South Africa. But yeah. like, who was like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave that meat out and see what happens. Yeah. You know. Goddamn genius. Yeah. I mean, the first people to try honey or milk cows, get milk from cows, were had to be weirdos too, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are those bees doing in that box? I don't know. They got something in there and I want it. Yeah, looks good to me. I saw that bear getting after it. Them that sons bear of, wants it. Them sons of bitches don't have them stingers to protect nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it to me, damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Anaphylactic shock. <laughs> it was worth it. Oh, I'm done with that honey. I'm going to dry me some beef. So the next uh, offering we have, this one's from jerky.com. It says world famous, comma, small batch jerky. We huh. have au jus flavored beef jerky. It says natural smoke flavor added. Isn't au jus flavored beef jerky kind of a... Kind of a redundancy? Well, no, I'm thinking more of an oxymoron. Yeah, it's definitely moronic. Yeah. Because au jus is like a sauce, uh -huh. and jerky is like, wow. <laughs> this one's got a little more ass to it. I can't get a hold of one. Here we go. Here we go. It's big chunks. Jesus. I ripped mine in half, yeah. But anyway, oh, this is better than the first time I tried this one. Um, You really sense the... Uh, the artificial smoke flavor right away. Yeah. And I typically picture au jus as being salty for your prime rib. It's a nice compliment this to it. This isn't super salty. It's not real salty. The flavor... It's kind of a mix between... It almost tastes like a cheap jerky, though. Doesn't it? Yeah. Good, uh... Mm. 
good consistency. The front hits you with the smoky flavor. The middle, a little more salt, but not overpowering, overbearing with the salt. It's got a lot of chew to it, though. I mean, this is the type of jerky that if you ate the whole bag, you'd probably have a headache because yeah. your jaw is overworked. Yep. It really makes the jaw work, but that's okay. It looks good. It's visually appealing. Um, the biltong, good flavor, good consistency, but visually, not yeah. terribly appealing. No. Like I said, it almost looks like it'd be gelatinous. But this jerky from jerky.com, the au jus flavored beef jerky, and how I arrived at this was I was drunk and, of course, my phone gives me nothing but ads for porn and beef jerky because that's all I ever talk about. Right. So this one came across. I'm like, well, jerky.com, I mean, killer name for a company and everything. And, it, I mean, when you have a whole domain and it's jerky.com, try it. I originally thought this was a flop, but after retrying this right now. It's got a nice tang to it, It's too. about it's seven and a half yeah. out of ten. I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Good, solid effort. We've got a couple other ones to try from them, too. We've got a blackened Cajun. We've got another Biltong to try Zesty Garlic, but that's for another show. Because I don't want to confuse our palates, which is why I figured, like, two beef jerkies per episode are probably pretty good to review. Yeah. Because I do the same thing with my hot sauces. If I, I get into them too much, you just get too much cross-pollination. Mm -hmm. And uh, yep. you can't give an honest review. No. So, so I would say for both of these, though, try Biltong if, you, if you've never tried it before. It's, it's not cheap either. I mean, of the $80 purchase, it, I bought two things of the pouch sliced Biltong and a slab, and that was like 55 bucks just from them. Damn. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, but it's good. But it's something that I think if you like it, I think you're all in and you really, really like it. Now, not that I did research, but I did kind of read up on biltong. And, oh. like, the South African biltong is made out of kudu, mm -hmm. which is like a deer. Yeah. And then, uh, or, what was the other, I'm trying to remember what the other thing was that they make it out of commonly. It was, And it was a more yeah. weird, exotic animal. So biltong actually has a negative connotation because it's actually illegal to ship between countries because it's not cooked. It's not right. finished. So... We did, there is a place here, like I said, in Texas that makes it. Strive Foods. Not bad. Um, man, this Aju one is growing on me. The first piece I had, I was not impressed. But this one's really good. It is. Huh. I was not what, expecting that. What flavor? That was, oh, yeah, it was Aju. Uh-huh. Huh. So Aju. Interesting. Yeah. So tonight's beef jerky selection, solid. Overall solid. Um... I might actually reorder the Ajun one and the, and the Beltong one, the Cajun style. I, you can tell I'm a sucker for bold flavors because I get blackened Cajun and zesty garlic. And Me too. I like flavor. I don't like bland shit. No. Hmm. Now, I, I do have to bring, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I think one night this week I'm going to be over by Carol. I'm going to stop by Carol Meats and get some of their jerky. Please do. Because I think comparing that with some of this would be... Good, oh but yeah, it may not make the trip home. Because these are these now. are both of these companies put a lot of time, money, and effort into their marketing. Because yes. they they just blast it everywhere. Like, I hope to dig deeper and get some smaller companies that maybe don't have the advertising budget that these companies have. But because uh, these two are all over the place, these these are the two you see the most. I'm like, I'd like to get some uh, listener 
recipe. Yeah. Beef jerky. We'd you like know, to or, or venison jerky or let's lo- locally source some jerky. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, mean, I I did have something uh, not a beef jerky but more of a uh beef stick from uh Johnson's Market. Oh, okay. And I, I'm not usually a beef stick type of person. I, I don't I, just, it comes and goes with me. Yeah, I mean I I'll have a slim jim every now and then if I'm if I need salt. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But for the most part I, I don't really care for meat sticks. Yeah. I'm more of a jerky guy, but these these were top They were notch. excellent. Yeah, they See, were really good. I don't good. like them. They have to have some moisture to them. Oh, yeah, but these I don't do. Like, I don't like them drenched or too dry. No. you got to find that happy spot. Yeah. That makes well, me happy. I'm kind of the same way with jerky. I don't like totally dried out. See, the au jus jerky was a little dry for my taste, which is why I got a 7.5. And the biltong's very moist. They got an 8. Two solid efforts to start off this endeavor. Yeah, I think so. And I think that that jerky that we were given early on by my my friend Marcus, that was a solid eight too. Oh, that was really good. That was, I mean, that was probably an eight point five actually. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll say about the biltong yeah. is they market it as Cajun style. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of Cajun. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, if you look at the ingredients list here, I mean the Cajun flavors, which are going to be your 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 garlic, chili pepper, cumin, and oregano. They're they're listed last, so that's the least, uh, yeah, the least uh, prevalent uh, ingredients. So kick up the cage in a little bit, man. Biltong, great texture. Put some flavor in it. And like I say, that that blue cheese type of yeah, a little bit of bite to it, like little. It it has something. Like you should be a little afraid to eat it, but you're not. And that's what comes through the nose is that uh, that little bit of whatever. And also, like I said, you can tell it was dried and not not cooked in any way at any temperature. It, it really has a weird look to it, though. Yeah. But and the slab, have you cut into the slab yet? I have not yet. When you cut into the slab, it's going to look interesting. It's going to look interesting. And the reason I didn't want to get into that yet is because it says you really should eat it within three days. And I got like an eight-ounce slab, so... That might be a live event thing. We might not get a burger that night. No. We're going to eat a lot of biltong. Yeah. And I read that, too, that biltong once, mm-hmm. once like, exposed after curing yep. does not last long. Yeah. And they even, the, the funny part is they even sent a little, a little tag, a little card. This says, if you've never had biltong before, this is what you do. And they sent a bag, a brown paper bag. And it says, once you cut into it, Best way to store it, open air, in this brown paper bag. Huh. Yeah. Like a stand, like a lunch sack. Yeah. Yep. But it's more like a bread b- bread bag because it's longer. Okay. You know, kind of schlongish, I guess. Mm. It's, it's a bag for your schlong. Put your schlong in there. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, what do we do with the rest of the bag? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your biltong in there, too. That's right. You won't touch it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not a concern. Well, I hope people feel more educated now about their different types of dried meats. I hope so. I mean, you know, if even if we become the, you know, podcast about dried meats, I'm okay with that. Well, why don't we get to keep eating them? I know. That's the main thing. That was delicious. I never looked at the ingredients in this jerky.com one. Sugar is the you second know, ingredient. That's wild. People could send us a gift, uh, electronic gift certificate to buy different jerkies. We, if we could get them for free, I'd go out and buy the most expensive, like, Wagyu jerky. 
I'm not going to lie. There were some exotic jerkies, which I did purchase one or two. By exotic, I mean meats you don't generally eat. But they were sold out of kangaroo, which I heard is excellent. Really? Kangaroo jerky. I'm gonna, that's on my list. That's on the bucket list. Never had kangaroo jerky, but it's it, – and they even said, like, it sells out. Like, when we st- restock, it doesn't last long because people are just nuts about this fucking kangaroo jerky. They're, it's jumping off the shelves. It's jumping off the shelves. <laughs> and then it'll box you right in the face. Yeah, if you, if you piss it off, it's going to kick you. I don't know how – the last marsupial I ate wasn't a good experience. Of course, that was a possum weed hit at a party and decided to rip its back straps out and roast them over the open fire huh. in a drunken rage. Yeah, I could see where that would not taste great. So the first time I ate a marsupial was not very good. So you didn't salt or pepper it or nothing? No, we didn't have any flavorings. We just had fire. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where that would be disappointing. <laughs> so yeah, possum back straps, not everything that they're advertised to be. Not as billed, huh? No, no. I wasn't. I went into it with low expectations, and my expectations were not exceeded and did not meet. So, huh? Well, I wouldn't think they would. No, it was terrible. Now, if you'd have made it into a jerky or a biltong, so if I recall right, you see what had happened was we ripped out its back straps and roasted it over the fire for a bit. It tasted like roasted garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it's terrible. My dad said him and his brother. It's the worst used thing I've ever put in my mouth. Him and his brothers used to go out and they used to shoot blackbirds. Yeah, and pack them with mud, and then throw them on a fire to cook them in the mud. And when you'd peel, you know, the mud would dry out and it'd be really crusty. When you'd peel all that off, it would take all the feathers and everything off, and you'd just be left with bird meat. <laughs> and they'd eat that. And he said it was really, really good. Really? Yeah. That's befuddling to me. I wouldn't think that a blackbird would taste very good. And especially not packed in mud. I mean. People cook things in weird ways, though. They man. do. They like do. the traditional pig roast, they cook it in sand. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Yeah. By the way, best part of a pig when you do a pig roast, the cheeks. Really? And the ears, around the ears. Yeah, that's the best meat on the whole damn thing. It's so good. I don't know that I ever have. Yeah. It's worth your time. There might be another another episode. We should have a luau this summer. Nah, oh, let's just roast a pig. Yeah, let's yeah. have a luau. A luau. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Lots of colada drinks. <laughs> Not colonic drinks. I don't want anybody getting confused and bringing lots that of, shit out. Lots of lays. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've about... Uh, have we, we expired this episode? We have. We have. All right. You've been listening to the PNA Podcast Express. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. That's pineapple nipple asshole arsehole at gmail.com. Make good choices. <laughs>